Electric Friends, a Gary Newman podcast celebrating the tracks by a musical pioneer. Hi everyone, uh, something a little different for this episode of Electric Friends and the first interview on the show, uh, hopefully the first of many in the world of Gary Newman. Um, so for a lot of you, I'm sure you've seen a certain Gary Newman impersonator on Stars in the Rise back in 1998. I remember vividly watching it as a kid and I was so pleased that a couple of years ago I found that the excellent singer Chris Fielding is back performing as Gary Newman with the tribute band Tubeway Days. If you haven't seen them live, uh, check them out on YouTube, they are an absolute must for all Gary Newman fans. Chris is uncanny as Gary went up on stage. Not only does he look just like him circa from the 79 to 81 period with all the mannerisms and stage presence, but his voice is exactly the same as those early days. Uh, Plus the band itself sound just like those studio recordings. Um, This is the closest you'll get to traveling back in time and watching Gary Newman live from that era. So I chatted with Chris for the podcast. And um, he's such a lovely guy. I uh, could have chatted with him for hours and hours. Uh, but here's our interview. So enjoy this. And I'll be back with you at the end. Well, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be Gary Newman. Gary Newman with that scintillating synth sound. Tonight, singing live, Chris Fielding is Gary Newman. Well, um, I was going to start by just saying, I remember vividly when I was about 12, I was on holiday with my family and, and we were watching Stars in the Rise. I don't know why we were watching Stars in the Rise on holiday, but, um, you know, at this point I was a, I just, you know, a young, massive Gary Newman fan. It was in the era pre internet only had dribs and drabs of Gary content and suddenly Matthew Kelly goes you know he introduces the next singer and they reveal to be Gary Newman and you know it was very very exciting and all these years I'd, I'd, I'd always you know always remembered that singer and thinking just how great they were and, and that's why I was so pleased that just a couple of years ago you know I discovered that not only was Chris Fielding still performing but you know he was now in a band Chuway Days and you know I'm very excited to be talking to you today so and I and I saw you I saw you in London last year actually and you guys were just fantastic and a must oh, for all Gary Newman fans so Grace Grace yeah that were just um it was a it was a great adventure because I was the only Gary Newman that's ever been on that show, and obviously it was there. It was you know that was sort of before Pop Idol or any any of those big Saturday entertainment. It was their flagship Saturday night entertainment program. So I think my show was something like 
10 or 11 million viewing audience. You don't get that now. No, you know, those absolutely. audiences have gone for single uh, shows like that. But yeah, to get on as Gary Newman was, um, I mean, it was no surprise that I didn't win it because obviously I think Gary Barlow, who did win mine, and Gary Robbed. Barlow was like number one in the charts at the time, <laughs> you know. So, um, so, so, but it was a great experience. Loved it. And, uh, and you know, and obviously I've still got the boiler suit now, which I'm still wearing. <laughs> so, exactly. well, yeah. So, firstly, for people who don't know, I'm sure most, if not all people listening will know who you are, but just in case not, just give a general in, intro about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so uh, I'm Chris Fielding. Uh, uh, I've had a couple of little bits of, uh, of, my, of my 15 minutes of fame uh, from 1998, Stars in the Rise. Uh, and then I was on the the last uh, Pulp video um, that they made uh, uh, called Bad Cover Version, which was full of lookalikes and, uh, and sound-alikes. Uh, it was a spoof of Band-Aid, uh, yeah, called uh, Bad Cover Version. And uh, so that was a great day as well. That was in the, in the top 30 for a couple of weeks. And because I was actually on the DVD single, uh, and my photos on the back as well, and I was sing on it, uh, then obviously, uh, technically, I was in the charts. <laughs> so that was very exciting, you know. But uh, uh, and then, um, then I've been in a party band for twenty years uh, now, and um, doing multiple costume changes. You know, cheese tastic stuff for women to dance around handbags. Um, <laughs> and then in May 2020, two months into lockdown, uh, I got a message to join Tube by Days. So um, my party band's still going, but uh, I am now the lead singer of, uh, of Tube by Days, the, uh, the Gary Newman tribute. And uh, and we're having, we're having good times. Yeah, it's really going well. So, like, how did you? So, were you like a genuine Gary Newman fan? Like, is that how you got into it? To go on to do yeah, that? I was. Uh, I was ten, and the only kid dressed in black, regardless of the weather, and no matter how hot it was at school, I was the only kid in black. Uh, uh, although my head hadn't grown into my ears then, so I was, it was more like you know uh, a wingnuts take on Gary Newman. But yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I was. I lived and breathed. So my brothers. I was too young to have even pocket money to go and buy the records myself. But uh, being the youngest of four brothers, um, it was my middle brother, Mark, who uh, came home with replicas. And um, and that's it. Within a week, I'd snaffled that off him. And then and then sort of coerced his, his girlfriends to buy him the next Gary Newman album. So <laughs> sort of got replicas and pleasure principle for free. And uh, I think Telecom was my 11th birthday present. Nice. So yeah, so always been a massive fan, and then but again, money was always a thing. Uh, I didn't go to Wembley. I was only twelve. You know, my dad, if it wasn't Lager or Aston Villa, it wasn't worth any money at all. So um, so I didn't go to that either. And I finally, um, uh, I finally nearly went to Warriors because my eldest brother promised me he'd get tickets. Didn't happen. Oh, that's part of the course with Andy. And, uh, but yeah, I finally got to see uh, Gary Newman, 1984, Birmingham Odeon, uh, Berserker Tour. And it was fantastic. You know, when the when the band took to the stage and the whole thing was glowing blue, I mean, it just mm. looked fantastic. And of course, it was it was packed. So it it, it just sounded, and, and, and that's what I've been missing, really. I've missed out all the great stuff. You know, shame, really. But there you are. Well, that's the thing. I'm I'm jealous of that because I I got into him, you know, in, in the early '90s when I was young, and so um, I didn't actually see him live until about 2005, I think it was. It was, it right. was quite late. So I I listened to those stories and you think, oh god, I wish I was. I wish I got to see him. Sort of <laughs> yeah. Amazing. 
Um, But what was it about him that you realised that not only do I love his music, but I I reckon I could do a good impersonation of him? Uh, Because all my life I've done impersonations since I was a little kid, uh, toddler uh, impersonating relatives, people on the telly, film stars, you know. um, And so it's just a thing uh, I've always sort of had a knack for, accents and and the like. So um, I... So I, I and I enjoy nothing more than singing, um, singing l- l- uh, like the person. So I don't sing any song as Chris Fielding. <laughs> yeah. I can't help myself. So if I sing a Prince song, I have to sing it <laughs> in the style of Prince. You know, so uh, I can't help it, and I get more enjoyment from that. Mm. I think Bowie said that he, 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 the nearest he got to his own voice was "Wild Is the Wind." Everything else is really a sort of a pastiche of something right, that, he's, yeah. that he's done, a different style just to yeah. suit the sound. So, but yeah, I um, I think Gary Newman is a unique voice and he's, uh, uh, he, he, he cannot be compared to any other artist. So um, uh, I... I think you, you know, I, I do quite quite well with that to get close to a such a, a odd type of voice. Yeah. Everything is odd about that voice compared to anyone else. Yeah. You know, it really is. There's a slight fracture to it. It's nearly a yodel in points. Mm. It nearly breaks, but doesn't. Uh, it's a it's sort of a strange technique, if you like, to get right. Plus, of course. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't sing like Eerie My Car with a Birmingham accent. So, you know, you've got to also get that Southern Counties, Hammersmith, London, uh, soft, thin sort of, it's yeah. not, you know, it's not East End, but it's, uh, you know, it's not that strong, but it, it's certainly, uh, you know, you have to fit all of that in. And, and obviously it's just years and years of listening to the records over and over and over again. You know? <laughs> I know you do, not only do you sound just like Gary in those early years in particular, but when you're up on stage, you look, you just look just like him. And, and it's all the mannerisms as well. How, how long did it take for you to sort of study him and his live shows and go, right, that's what he does on that song. That's what he does. Uh, there. Uh, I, I t- yeah, I, I think the actual, um, some of those uh, movements uh, for certain songs I've, I've gone back to more recently to, but generally most of that's just natural because I've, I've watched so many videos. It's it's un- unbelievable, really. And I, I, I don't ever get bored of watching Karen Newman video cassettes and, and DVDs and the like. So I... Um, no, I think all of the shapes, moves, the way it holds a microphone, I've, I've copied it that many times. You know, up until I was thirteen in the mirror. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, uh, I, I almost don't have to think about it as such. My main yeah. thing is being fifty-four is remembering the bloody words. <laughs> you know, there's a certain nights I, I, I seem to pick a song out that I have to forget the words. <laughs> Well, Gary forgets the word sometimes, so that's yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'll call it truly authentic. <laughs> but as, as as I said, as someone who wasn't there to see the early days, um, it's so. It, and, and but having listened to the album so many times, it's when you're when I saw you guys play, it sounds 
you know, just like those those early um, albums and live shows. And it's incredible what all of you do on stage. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the thing. I'd watched I'd watched Shoebray Days, and uh, they had their, their previous singer Martin, and um, and I, I I watched and I listened, and because um, I, I, I I vaguely remember when they were doing their first shows, and he was talking about how he was getting into character and and that kind of thing. But I, I watched the live shows, and I thought, well, musically, they're absolutely bang on because mm. I'm pretty, you know, I'm, I'm pretty pedantic about. You know how close something is, mm. and um, and I, I just I, I remember even thinking at the time, blimey, I'd love to front that. I'd love to front that. They, they just need my voice on that. That'd be yeah. great, you know. But there you are. And then years later, years yeah. later, you know, couldn't believe it. Uh, got a message from Paul and um, uh, and joined, and yeah, great, great bunch of lads, and they're all. Not none of them, none of them in the band mess about. You know, if they need to learn a song, they don't. They don't start learning it at the next rehearsal. They put the hours in, you know, to get something right or to work on it. Um, so, uh, and that's what I like about them. So they're as committed to it as as I am, and uh, uh, and it's showing dividends. I mean, we're we're definitely doing well with tickets and. Um, uh, you know, hopefully that will continue next year. We've got slightly, slightly bigger plans, you know, um, mm. ahead. And um, you know, we we uh, we as work continues to spread, I hope that uh, you know we can start, you know, getting into theatres of the four, five hundred mark, you know, mm. and doing well with them because we've had some cracking theatre shows so far, albeit smallish theatres. You know, we've had some, you know, they've been pretty, pretty full. Liverpool Capstone mm. Theatre, great. Really good. That was our first 79 show that we did from start oh, to finish. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was, it was great. So we just hope that continues. You know, we're adding more to the stage for next year as well. Can't go into too much detail, but it, it's going to be more impressive. Uh, and that, that's what I love about it as well. You know, they, any other <laughs> the fans have been in before, you know, they just want to, you know, get their, get their money and go out. And, uh, uh, but with this band, if, if we say, right, we need mm-hmm. baton lighting, 20 of them. It's going to cost us X. They go, okay, it'll improve the show. So, yeah. You know, they almost don't have, we don't have to have a big fight about whether we spend the money on that or not because they can see that the greater good is that we're going to have a, because you can't, I just don't think you can be Gary Newman, you know, a Gary Newman show without some form of proper formal yeah. presentation because that's what it was about back in the day. So if you're going to cover, I think if we were doing the stuff he does now, it'd be different. You know, yeah. you could get away with some moving spots and and that kind of thing. But for those, there were formal, rigid um, structures, you know, that he designed. So, you know, we, we put money into that. So that's why we've got moving moving pyramids and, you know, to, to replicate those times and take all the people in the 50s back to when they were 15 you know or 14 or whatever you know and uh, so it's a complete nostalgia trip
and, and you know, for people that don't don't know, who are, who are the other guys in the band and, and what uh, instruments they play? In? Yeah, well, we have um, two uh, twin brothers, um, not identical, but uh, Ian on the drums and uh, uh, Ian Ian Bourne, uh, Neil Bourne's on bass, uh, and then on. Um, uh, since uh, who, who joined the band a bit later on, but as you know, is basically the musical director is, is Paul Hurst. He's our Billy Curry, um, and then we got Johnny Fage on uh, on guitar. He's our uh, he's our thrash thrash element, and uh, um, and then up until recently, uh, he'd been in the band since since the very start. Was Anthony Barton. Um, but it, it, it works out because Anthony uh, has a Swedish wife and they, they, they've moved to Sweden um, and he just met really practically and, and financially. It just wasn't, it, 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 it was never going to work really in that in that scenario, trying to fly back in and the costs involved and all of that and logistics. It was it would have been a nightmare for him and us really. Difficult to rehearse, blah, blah, blah. So, um, so our, our new uh, synth player that we've, we appointed, he, he, he dropped in at the last minute for our Madam Market uh, Theatre in Norwich, and that's um, uh, John Rose. Uh, and he's a chap who I was in a rock and roll band, 50s rock and roll band, uh, about oh, two or three years ago, something like that, two or three years ago. Um, Rocket 51, and he's uh, it was uh, strictly speaking a guitarist and a pianist, um, you know, uh, but he's he has owned synthesizer in the past, and now, um, now he's he, he's did, did so well really on our on our night 28 numbers in just over two weeks, mm-hmm. you know, with barely a ripple uh, of a mistake. It was it was very good, so he's gone and got the gear, and uh, we're ready to go now. So, our next rehearsal is actually Sunday. So um, awesome! Yeah, so that's John Rose is the new is the new chap, and um, yeah, we can't wait. We can't wait because then now we can now that we're in close proximity. We can you know start to put in other than the specific seventy nine shows yeah. you know, for next year specifically eighty. You know we can just add in more numbers generally. You know to to change our set around. It's it's difficult. The six of us and we're all over the country. I mean. Yeah. You can't just pop in for a rehearsal, you know. If it, like I'm in Tamworth in Staffordshire, and uh, you know, and 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 Johnny and and uh, Paul, they're like red car Gisborough way, you know, yeah. miles. It's like Game of Thrones traveling to the wall, <laughs> you know, up there. It's uh, so yeah. It, it's uh, it's going to be easier now for us to be able to um, uh, at least have cluster rehearsals, you know. We yeah. say the bass bass keys drummer and myself you know learning our parts and then when we have a a total rehearsal it'll be you know pretty much formed so um yeah it should be good should be good and obviously you 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 generally specialize yeah in those early early years have you ever like pondered of doing other eras um of of gary's music we well uh, we wouldn't rule it out uh i think there's still a fair fair way to go yet in terms of, of the 78 to 81 period. The the difficult part, I think, is from 80, well, from the dance album, I Assassin and Warriors and even Berserker, really. There's a lot of that fretless bass and then uh, female singers. Yeah. Uh, so then you're adding in, you know, Neil Neil's not a fretless player. Uh, I mean, Paul, Paul can play fretless and he's, he's got them, but he can't play since at the same time. So what do we do with that? So probably the only other likely one would be the Fury Tour, because that was a fairly digital 
album, really, you know, yeah. in that sense. It was less funk. It was more more crisp and digital sounding. So I think um, that might uh, that might have legs at some point. But really, we've got a long way to go with what we're, we're doing. I, I think we you got to hang your hat on something. So I think, yeah. you know, we'll make ours the, the glory years, I think. Yeah, for now until we get bored of it, and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's per- it's perfect, really, because obviously Gary's still going strong, and and we love him for what he's doing now. But there's yeah. a lot of us that still love those early days, so this gives that opportunity for fans to to remember that that feeling. Yeah, because also yeah. you got to remember. I mean, I never saw the tour in principle. Mm. All the all the telly tour or Warriors, yeah. you know. As I say, all Wembley. So I didn't see any of that. So. Uh, even I, when I look at the stage set that we're sort of putting on now, I think, blimey, this looks really cool. You know, we're really enjoying this. And so I'm sure if we're enjoying it to look yeah. at when we're actually, when it's all going, the smoke and the dry ice and spinning spinning pyramids and the like, that the audience are too. And, and that, you know, for, for those who didn't see Gary Newman back in the day, then, you know, that will give them a live take. You can watch a video cassette, can't you, or listen to a CD. Mm-hmm. It's not like having it coming through a twenty k rig, yeah. You know, it's it's you're getting the full live experience uh, in my eyes, anyway. Exactly musically as it was back in the yeah. day, yeah. Um, and you know, as near as I can get my my voice to his, and uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad that I can still do the voice because obviously, as he got older, obviously his voice deepened, so. Mm. I can change the Gary Newman vocal to fit the year sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you if you listen to um, we did an audio on the uh, on the Gary Newman um, tribute band Tubeway uh, Days page uh, of your fascination. Mm. Uh, uh, if you do listen to that, you should hopefully uh, <laughs> if I've done it right. Um, you should notice a slightly deeper vocal delivery to match your fascination, as opposed to doing it from when he was twenty one. Yeah. You know, there, there is that four-year uh, gap, and you can tell, you know, mm-hmm. as he's matured. Um, it's a slightly warmer vocal than than he would have done, you know, like Telecon or whatever. My confession, I'm still anything inside the sound. My confession, this is the sound of I was going to say, how do you find the outfits as well? Because that's another. I, I, the costume changes are great to see as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the blue, the blue one was a mistake. I had that ordered, made in India, and uh, I, I swear that I swear they made everything about two inches tighter than it should have been. So uh, yeah, um, on the uh, on the DVD, I didn't mention that, but I can't breathe. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, I, I, I love, yeah, there's more to come on that, actually. I mean, my friend, uh, Anthony Holmes, he, um, he's been a great help, really. We, we did, when we first got together, this was in lockdown, we did three promotional videos. Mm. Uh, then again, they're all on the page, you know, we did Cars, Our Friends Electric and We Are Glass. And, um, had it filmed in studios in Birmingham. And, um, and Anthony, you know, you name the colour jumpsuit, he's got it, you know, so we bought those with him. It's great. And he, because um, Paul couldn't make it because of the COVID thing, so Paul couldn't come down to play since. So we had a, a standing Chris Payne, which was Anthony himself. Mm. And uh, I stuck a, a Shawaddy Waddy wig on him. And you wouldn't <laughs> believe how much he looked like Chris Payne. <laughs> he really did look like Chris Payne in, in his in his wig. It's slightly mulleted, and uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he was he was great. It helped us out a lot, but he's been tremendous. Anthony sourcing. Um, I mean, he, uh, uh, when I first started the shows, I had just a normal sort of black blazer. It was really just a Marks and Spencer's rubbish. You know, it wasn't because I hadn't thought about you know doing anything uh, like that for years. And um, Anthony found this. It was a, a women's leather double-breasted cropped box jacket and it was perfectly what gary newman wore on the 80 tour in in the us yeah uh, i couldn't believe he'd found it ordered it and it's as if i'd gone to a tailor's and had it made <laughs> and it was 40 45 quid i couldn't believe Amazing. it i nearly fell over because I've been searching for years. If I said to him, oh, you know, I'm really struggling to find the Holy Grail, Anthony. You have a look, will you? Half an hour, he'd find it. You know, he's just, <laughs> he's just one of them people. He can just find these things. But brilliant. Um, so, yeah, I like the Wembley coat thing. There'll be more of that. I'll be, I'll be having more more stuff uh, as we go. I haven't told the wife yet. But, uh, yeah, after have to... What? Uh, Go what, with it. What are the best songs to, to sing live in general? Because I remember you joking on stage when, when you're doing cars, you kind of have nothing to do after a while. You just yeah. sort of stand there. So are there yeah. some are there some songs you prefer than others? I'm thinking yeah. about getting Sudoku out next when that's <laughs> yeah. or, or take a break. Um yeah, I think um I love singing actually. It's, we haven't done it live yet, but I do love I sing rain. Oh, right, yeah. I sing yeah. rain seems to turn off after fans I just don't like it but I absolutely <laughs> love that song um, so never say never set that we do I love Remind Me to Smile mm. um, and probably We Are Glass as well uh, I, I love that as a, as a finishing song for the show it's, it's perfect really
Yeah, I suppose it changes. I like the sort of slightly rock start for listening to the sirens. I like that. Mm. Uh, And I like testing myself with My Shadow in Vain Mm. and Are You Real? Because they are quite squeaky. You know, they are pretty up there, you know. So... uh, so I'm pleased if I get through. Are you are you real? All right, and uh, uh, so yeah, they're more of a challenge. But yeah, I think remind me to smile. What a fantastic chorus that is! It really is. Um, it's, it's a it's a really corking number that one. Um, I'd have to say. And oh, but then on the other end of the scale, probably I do love doing the the please push no more. Um, yeah, lovely. Yeah. With with Paul, that's just me and Paul, and that's that's. That's pretty, you know. Emotional. I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just looking back to um, your stars in the rise um, experience, what, what what was that whole whole day like? Um, you know, I, I still feel like when you got beaten by Gary Barlow, just thinking <laughs> how because he didn't look or sound like him. You were robbed. No, um, no. Well, the thing is, on that <laughs> show, they they it's not about what you look like. It's purely about the voice. Yeah. That's what they take you on as. So, yeah. Well, yeah, he did look nothing like him, but he got a nice voice. I yeah. thought a really nice voice, yeah. but not particularly Gary Barlow. No. I didn't think. But that, but that's it. It's, it's they they get a load of coach loads of old women from, uh, from you know on a night out, give them a voting box, and they're going to go for nice Gary Barlow, aren't they? You know, it's, so you can't blame them really. Um, rather than somebody strange with far too much eyeliner in a jumpsuit thinking, <laughs> what the hell is this? You know? um, so no, but it's it's about six months, uh, you know, after you've auditioned and everything, oh, six really? months of, uh, yeah, um, uh, like choreography, where you're going to move, stand, you know, for the camera angles and all of that. So you, um, and then obviously costume fittings, um, you know, you, uh, the, the man who made the jumpsuit did all the, um, all the all the costumes for cats in the West End, so they oh, get wow. the best people in to do it. And um, yeah, so I had to uh, sort of get inside a cotton jumpsuit that they tacked around me, <laughs> and then I had to you know pinned it all together, and then I had to take that off gently, and then left it with them. And then the next time you see it, it's a it's a full leather jumpsuit with all the zips and everything else hanging up in your dressing room for you. <laughs> it was. Um, yeah, the only thing wrong with it was the colour was too white. That was the only thing they got wrong. Uh, I asked them if I could turn it in just to half the width. They said no. Yeah. So now I just turn it in. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, and what, what was that? What was that feeling like though? When when he's saying um, tonight, you know? And, and then, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it was uh, it was a bit surreal, really. Mm. I didn't think I didn't think that show would ever have Gary Newman on. Mm. I never thought that would happen because he was so. So even then, really, I think it just started the sort of climb back, really. Yeah, yeah. Ninety-seven, that was filmed. So he was, you know, I think, he praying to the aliens. The autobiography had come out, um, yeah, yeah. so I mentioned that on the show. So, uh, I, you know, but it was just that he was just turning the corner again. You know, back to, you know, the sort of successes having now, which is fantastic to see, really. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, you, you say that, and then, so you, you record that bit, tonight I think I'm going to be Gary Newman, you walk off into the into the smoke, you can't see anything, and uh, and then it's off into the um, into the dressing rooms where they chop all your hair off, shave, shave <laughs> my hairline off, got an inch wow. off the front of my hairline. And then they, and they chop, because yeah, they make you grow your hair long, you know, and then they literally hack, hack it off, like, you know, comb it, spray, 
good to go, you know. And um, uh, and and so yeah, it was uh, it was it was really uh, just a fantastic adventure. That it was was really good. I, I loved it. It was um, at the time I thought if I do nothing else, it's just a great little hello to the world sort of thing. Mm. You know. I- Well done, Chris. Thanks. I love all that at the beginning. <laughs> hey, attitude or what? Are you pleased? Yeah, very You yeah. should be very pleased. I'll tell you who'll be even more pleased. <laughs> Gary Newman himself. That'll up his record sales. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Fielding as Gary Newman. I would have, my, that's my only regret, really, with, with True by Days, is that I didn't meet them, you know, at least mm. 10, 15 years ago, even, because it, it was, um, yeah, but there was there wasn't the social media then. It was I had a few people write in just to, to say how much they enjoyed the the stars and the rise thing. But because that's a right to ITV, who could then forward that to me? You know, that was the only communication you'd have. So yeah. there was no real Facebook or any of that. Not as I remember in '97, anyway. I think it was my, my space might have been out by then. I'm not sure, yeah. but yeah, it was. Uh, so I, I never joined any bands like that. It was only the um, uh, the, the party one um, uh, locally to me, and um, uh, and but yeah, it was. It, so that's why it's so good now to be in in Tubeway Days because you know you're looking at rows and rows of happy people who are enjoying what you're doing and and. And um, you know, and uh, you know, some some tickets are dearer than others, you know, depending on the venue. But we've not yet had one complaint about how much tickets are, even in London, where I know they're like twenty five pound on a ticket, you know, including the fee, you know, which isn't cheap. You know, times are hard and, and the like, but selling great numbers of people don't seem to care. But then again, I suppose I've, I, I mean. You know, you, you watch how many acts now are like hundreds of pounds for a ticket. Mm, yeah. You know, so I've worked it out. We only need to be one twenty fifth as good as Beyonce. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> and have money, yeah, definitely. Well, have have you ever met um, Gary? Has that ever has that ever come up? Was that, yeah. yeah. Um, how, how was that? I spoke to him on the radio, uh, Radio yeah. WM, um, and. That was when he'd signed with IRS mm. and uh, I sort of asked him, you know, what are we going to do about rec- you know, radio play and <laughs> um, uh, et cetera. Uh, and that was that. Um, but then I met him at a record signing at Tower Records in Birmingham for the uh, Random album. Mm. Uh, and again, I knew things had changed at that point because 
I thought, you know, things had got, he wasn't quite playing the dog and duck, but it was, it had got nearly, you know. So when I, when I went there, queuing all the way down the street right, in Birmingham, I couldn't believe it. Mm. Couldn't believe it, you know. Um, so that was really encouraging as a fan because I've been to gigs where, you know, small venues were half full, you know, thinking, yeah. crikey, you know, we've gone from Wembley to half full at the Leicester Poly, you know, um, <laughs> Or the Leicester de Montford Hall, even in 87, I mean, it was half full. Mm. I was thinking, blimey, you know, <laughs> yeah. that was a depressing evening. And I think uh, fans like to feel part of a big audience, don't they? They don't want to see mm. it, the place half empty, you know. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, but uh, I, I did say, uh, I, I went to the uh, random signing and uh, and he was great, but I, I would have been like 20, 27, 28. Yeah, 28. And um, uh, within a few feet of seeing him, I did like get a bit choked. So I'm thinking, mm. what the hell am I going to say? You know, yeah. <laughs> I had yeah. the, the full like one hour, one and a half hours queuing to sort of, <laughs> you know, think of what to say and then, then had, a, had a, a blackout. Anyway, um, uh, I can't even remember what it said particularly, but um, he was, uh, yeah, very, uh, very chatty and jolly. And, uh, you know, Gemma was there. And, um, yeah, he, he comes across really well, um, and I think especially now he's he's older. He's um, he seems he can have a, a really good laugh and a joke with most people. Now he's not uh, he's learned how to cope with his Asperger's better, mm. I suppose, hasn't he? You know? Yeah, and it's obviously amazing for us fans to see you know see him return to Wembley and 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 you know have that you know that career arc no i can't think of any other artist who's had his kind of trajectory it's, it's amazing it's a real it's a real low to to get to and then to come mm. back to you know that i mean you know you know it was amazing really and uh yeah when when times were uh, tougher you know for him i was thinking god you know you'll never you'll never get back to that kind of level ever again and um it did take a long time. So uh, he's doing very well. And uh, I hope his next album. I'd just like to see something a bit faster. Just one track. <laughs> <laughs> just one track that's sort of 140 beats per minute. Just something. A bit more like, are you real? Just to say. Yeah, or even We Are Glass. We yeah. Are Glass. You know, yeah. something that motors, really motors. I, I, yeah. I, I enjoy that now and again because his voice yeah. suits it. Yeah, you know, I yeah. think uh, was it Love and Napalm? I really mm. like that. That's a mm. proper, it's a good old banger, you know. Mm. And uh, I do miss those. Sometimes I find them a little bit too atmospheric and a bit ploddy, you know. Mm. Or at least there's not a lot of difference in the tempo of the mole anyway, you know. So yeah. I, I'd like to see that now and again. This is not love. This is not. Stand up.
Well, um, just finally then, I just wanted to know, you know, what can we, I know you kind of alluded to it earlier and you don't want to give away too much, but yeah, what can we expect next from you and the band and where and when can they catch you next? Yeah, um, well, none of the uh, venues have been confirmed uh, uh, yet for next year. Um, so, I mean, one person I haven't mentioned in all of this is, is Steve Gard. Um, and and Steve has been invaluable, really, because when I when I joined um, when I joined you in my days, I'd I'd been I'd done a, a Bowie tribute seven piece band for a couple of years, and it. Seven Piece Man, it nearly killed me because I was the bank, you know, I was doing all the, everything, I was doing everything and uh, selling tickets, you know, it was all, it seemingly felt like it was all down to me, so it nearly killed me, so I thought, right, join this Gary Newman band, I'm sure it's going to be good, I'm going to enjoy this, but it's not going to be enjoyable to make those same mistakes and just try and do everything. So Steve uh, has been invaluable, really, in getting us into venues. And uh, it, it isn't an easy sell, even now, to get Gary Newman uh, tribute, especially mm-hmm. into theatres. You know, some some theatres don't want tributes at all. Yeah. Others just see no commercial value in a Gary Newman tribute. Um, funnily enough, when those same agents for these theatres have seen us doing well, mm-hmm. other, then they're on the phone again, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Funny that. Yeah. Steve has been, uh, <laughs> has been has been fab because I know it takes hours on the phone, hours and hours of rejection and going back and chasing on emails, and, and I haven't got the time. You know, I work yeah. full time, so um, he's been he's been great. So Steve has a number of uh, venues. Um, we we will look to with only a, a couple of exceptions. I think um, be going into. Um, mainly theatres, if nothing else, really, to be able to put our full stage set up. One of the disappointments for this year has been that we've, uh, we've, our stage set has outgrown Steve's bookings. So, so like he booked us, you know, and then, then we've said, oh, by the way, we've got this now and this now, and this is going to be a bit. So, so next year we're going for theatres that will house what we've got and, and what we've got, it will definitely be growing next year as well. So, um, yeah, all I can say is it's it's going to be it's going to be really exciting for us to be on stage with it. It's going to be it's going to be cool. Yeah. Right. Well, as I say, um, I, I, I thought your guys were brilliant and I think anyone, any Newman fan listening to this um, who hasn't seen you, yeah, definitely get, it's it's a brilliant experience and the closest you're going to get to. Yeah, so, yeah, thanks yes. so much for your time, Chris. And, um, no yeah, huge good luck with uh, the next shows whenever they do come and, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you again. Okay, thanks a lot, Tom. Awesome. See Cheers, you All right, bye. Cheers.
So great speaking to Chris Fielding there. I hope you enjoyed it. And as I say, Tubeway Days are a must-see. They've got shows lined up later in the year. Give them a search on Google. Uh, you can buy tickets from uh, ents24.com and other places. They're also on Facebook and YouTube where you can see more clips as well. And I'll also aim to do some more interviews in the world of Gary Newman at some point, especially people who have worked with him or still work with him, and eventually the man himself, hopefully. Uh, so get in touch with any ideas. You can get in touch at newmanpodcast at gmail.com. And I'll be back next time with another Newman track as usual. You can follow me at Newman Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok or head to newmanpodcast.com for more info and to subscribe and hear all past episodes. So for now, thanks for listening and it's time to leave. Friends, a Gary Newman podcast celebrating the tracks by a musical pioneer. pioneer.